Welcome to Introduce the Podcast, a sanctuary for self-love and self-healing. My name is Amina Salim. I'm the creator and host, and I offer honest and healing conversations. Using deep self-reflection and exploratory questioning, I hope to encourage inner care and provide supportive guidance for your personal growth journey. But while I provide the groundwork, the soil, know that the bloom is all you. If you like what you hear, please share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review so humble platforms like mine are able to reach the ears of those who may need to hear it most. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being here. This is the first podcast since that honesty thing has transitioned to introduce. I just had to put that out there before I started. I'd be remiss not to. Be sure to visit introduce.com to learn more about the name, about what direction this is going in. And welcome to the very first Introduce podcast. Boundary setting in relation to inner care is so important to explore. I feel as though we reference boundary setting so often without pausing to understand why exactly it's integral and positive to our growth. So I want to offer this. We are on borrowed time and we are here to be great humans and impact this world using our God-given gifts. That's our purpose. And if someone or something adds to your life things that hinder you from that, you must create a boundary to protect it. If someone or something robs you of your smile or joy or takes up time negatively to where you're distracted from being your best self so you can carry out what you were born to do on this earth, then that requires a boundary. I also want to offer a few points that I came up with in reflection on this topic as I revisited past conversations and just thought about what I have personally experienced to be slight misconceptions or misunderstandings about boundary setting. The first being that boundary setting is a requirement for inner peace and higher functioning. People will use as much of you as you offer. Using boundary setting as a weapon is harm and not healing, and grace and boundaries aren't opposite one another. I know it seems like an oxymoron to use boundaries and grace in the same sentence, but they really can coexist in the sense that boundaries are for you to set and grace is for you to give others when they may not have the capacity to meet your expectations. And grace is also for you to give yourself when you're adjusting to the boundaries that you've set. Another thing that's really important and that I think is probably the most um, misconceived or misinterpreted idea that we have of boundary setting is that there are levels to boundaries. It's not always all or nothing. Boundaries not needing to be all or nothing really hits home when we are thinking about our family. I know a lot of folks struggle to grasp how to effectively set boundaries with family members or wonder if it's actually even possible to do so. Setting boundaries with family is unique, 
there's no way around that. And that is something to acknowledge and something to accept. But I want to point out that there are different forms of boundary setting. There are physical, there are emotional, there are spiritual boundaries that can be set. And most times, not all types of boundaries are going to be applicable to familial relationships. For instance, if you live in the same household, share a room, share children, it might be impossible to set permanent physical boundaries, but you can set an emotional one. An example would be that while you occupy the same physical space, you may not need to share important or sensitive details about your life with that other person. You can limit the types and frequency of conversations that you have, and you can practice managing your emotional responses to this family member or your emotional investment in them. When we're thinking about friendships, this is where, I mean, giving grace can be applied everywhere, but in friendships, it's where I see the need for it most, or at least where I see it helping to mend issues or manage expectations. I'd like for us to consider this, that what people water you with is simply what they have left over. And that's okay, because if you're taking care of yourself, Everything else is just in abundance, which is why inner care, self-care, self-love, and self-healing are really my huge focus points. People simply may not have enough water in the bucket to pour into their plant and into yours, even if that's something that they really wanted to do. I mention that because we oftentimes rely on our friends for more than they can give, and that creates a great tension. We have to give grace to people when they're giving all they can, but it might not be enough for us. We have to give grace, even if it turns out to be best that space between you and the friend is needed. When you recognize that you must set a boundary with a friend because they haven't been able to better themselves and therefore they are incapable of being great to you, give them grace as you create the space for that healthy distance. That said, It's really important to note that if you have a friend and what they're offering is actually harmful and toxic to your growth, remove it if it's past repair to ensure that your growth isn't being stunted. You are not here to be the recipient of harm or abuse due to unresolved trauma. I want to point out that people who hurt others do so because they are hurt. And if someone hasn't been able to heal, They won't have healthy things to offer you. You can wish them well as you honor space away from them. There are two other places where boundary setting can and should be applied, and that's work and with the self. And I'll quickly just touch on those two things. In regards to work, work is actually a really great and sometimes trying place to practice boundary setting. For most of us, work is not an option, especially now in the midst of a pandemic. Work is something that most people are needing to do. There are no if and buts about it. However, whether you work from home or not, it'll be really important to set boundaries to preserve your well-being. That means that if work is done at 4 p.m., you're not doing anything related to work after 3.59 Since most of the hours you will spend awake are at work, be mindful and very choosy about the work relationships, 
friendships, conversations even, that you engage in. So that within your workspace, whether that's a place you want to be, you must be, or that you actually like, you're creating from what you can control the best and most optimal work environment for yourself. And then really quick, boundary setting, even with yourself. (laughs) And that may seem funny, but you try your spirit. You be trying your mental as well. So two things that I really want to bring up is saying no to negative self-talk as soon as you dip into the realm of talking down on yourself or thinking negatively about yourself, put an end to it. As you know, I recently um, graduated from grad school with my master's in psychology and my capstone project was focused on the impact of positive self-affirmations and the way you think about yourself and what you say to yourself, it really truly informs how you treat yourself, the habits that you take up, and ultimately how people around you will think they should treat you too. The second thing is really simple, but do not attempt to pick up what you know you cannot carry. And this just goes to setting boundaries with things that will turn into burdens. So two days before recording this podcast, I asked folks who were subscribed to that honesty thing. And just a quick disclaimer, if you were subscribed to that honesty thing and wish to stay in the loop, you do need to resubscribe to introduce. I also recommend anyone not only to just subscribe to the podcast or follow on Instagram, but to subscribe on the website. Reason being that I own my website. And if something were to happen with iTunes, with Instagram, I would have no way of contacting anyone who wants to listen or who wants to stay invested in this work. But with my website, that is something that I own and I will always be able to reach out to those who are interested and invested. So Quick side note, if you're not already subscribed or if you were subscribed in the past, please do subscribe or resubscribe to introduce.com. So as I was saying, I about two days ago asked people via Instagram and through my mailing list to get interactive or get involved with the podcast is something that I really want to push. So thank you to those who were able to contribute to the podcast on such a short notice. And this is probably going to be one of my most favorite sections, especially now in the pandemic. I'm not open to really going out and asking people at random. So this is the best way to do it. And hopefully this way I'll actually be able to reach even more people. But The survey just asked people what they thought the most difficult thing about boundary setting with friends and family was, and it also gave the option for people to ask any question in regard to boundary setting. So I'm going to play the voice memo or read the text response and then provide a smaller response afterwards. If you want to be on the next podcast, you can go to introduce.com backslash podcast. So the first response that came in is from Edward, who resides in the UK. 
And I just want to say thank you so much, family, for always supporting and for doing this time zone difference and all. This is what Edward had to say. So what would I say is, you know, the most difficult thing about setting boundaries with friends and family. I would say establishing new boundaries with friends and family. I think uh, it, you know, setting boundaries in general, um, you know, displays a combination of things. It, it, it could display growth. You know, you're choosing to be accountable for the things that make you happy, for the things that you don't want to disturb your peace and, and for the things that are no longer you in this sort of journey of life as you continue to grow. And, you know, the, I guess the hardest thing for people to, to see or adapt to, especially people around you, is is growth sometimes. And it's growth in a, in a certain mentality, it's growth in a, in a certain uh, mindset or, or the way you do things. And um, not, everyone, not, everyone, not everyone fits into that box. So I would say... Yeah, like you choosing to to be accountable to yourself, and and say you know I'm I stand for this or I I don't stand for that, and trying to communicate that clearly in a way that isn't isn't offensive and isn't detrimental to you know the relationship that you have with a with a friend or family member will be difficult to set, especially if it's. If it's if it's something if it's something new about your character or something new about your um your just your, your state of mind, so I would definitely say yeah, just setting up sorry establishing new boundaries is very difficult. Like you you can go through transitions in life where, for example, you get married and you know um, just boundaries with you know former friends or, or or just your spouse that you need others to respect whereas some people have had you know 24 7 access to you you know you're, you're denying them of something they once had and you're introducing new new factors to to your relationship to the dynamic of it and you know sometimes you may you may feel you know the the effects of establishing that there could be a distance that that is created because of that. There could be, you know, moments of silence, you know, or, or, or the closeness changes. But, you know, once you set those boundaries, I think those who love you, and then, like you said, family and friends, um, those who love you and want to continue to rock with you will, will for sure um, adapt at some point. So, yeah, those are... Those are my thoughts on what makes it difficult. Setting new boundaries is such a, it's such a thing. <laughs> I am so happy that you brought that up. I think that is so true and it's something that a lot of people can relate to. I feel like family and old friends who aren't able to honor your growth or respect it are unable to do so because of habit really it's just out of habit and even sometimes pride you know being able to say I've known someone since I was five or I've known someone for 15 or 20 years or I've raised this sibling 
it's something people take a lot of pride in being able to order your dinner for you or explain your allergies or whatever the case is. People love being able to do that. I think it's a confirmation that you are connected to someone and that, um, yeah, you just share that love and connection. And because of that, it's very hard for those old friends and family members sometimes to respect you as the adult you are now or the person that you have become. Having to sit down and have that conversation, though it can be difficult or initially kind of intimidating to think about, it is so necessary. It is needed and it must happen. I most recently had a conversation of this nature with a family member. And what I can offer is that even though this may seem intimidating to do initially, if you're coming from a place of love, from a place of wanting to strengthen the relationship and not from a place of pride or harm, this conversation can actually go really well. Um, it'll, it can be emotional. It can be a lot of things because, again, people hold on to that love, that ability to say they know someone in and out or have known someone for so long. So to have to relearn or be told that you need to relearn me can be offsetting. But again, if you set the tone for that conversation as one that is in the light of love, that conversation can actually go really, really good. And yeah, it's, it's important to do. You cannot treat me as who I was. You must respect me for who I am. Edward, that was good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Next, we have Yetunde, one of the sweetest spirits you will ever know. I love you dearly. Thank you for doing this. I wish everyone had the opportunity to meet her. She is just, I don't know, just light and love and positivity, <laughs> just personified in the flesh. And this is what she has to say. Hello, everybody, and hello, big sis. My name is Yetunde, and first things first, big fan, huge, huge fan. Been a fan since it was that honesty thing, and now it's recently Interduce, which is a beautiful name. Okay, on to the question. What's the most difficult thing for you in terms of setting boundaries with family or friends? So I was honestly thinking about this question for a cool minute, and complete honestly I don't have difficulty with this and I was also um, thinking about the reasoning behind it and I really think it's because of the household I was raised in and like just the culture in general um, there's a huge divide between me and my parents so it's kind of made this like natural boundary that it's just automatically placed there where I'm not sharing too much of my private life or honestly any of it. And um, it's just natural. So it's kind of spilled over into my friendships. Uh, kind of sounds unhealthy as I say it out loud. But there are those friends out there that I do share some things with that I don't share with others. So the boundary is there um, with majority of the people in my life. But... Um, there's those rare people and gems who are still in my life and I hope will be in my life forever that know some things that others won't. 
And the second question, I think I already answered it. Do you think boundary setting is possible? Yes, I do. And this question just makes me curious about other people and um, the fact that it's difficult for other people. So I'm really interested and excited to hear other people's answers. Thank you so much for having me on this. Love you. Love you, love you, love you, sis. Yeah, today you are just such a sweet person. Thank you so much. And also, thank you for the creative twist you put on the podcast title, Introduce. <laughs> it's introduced, but I will take that. Um, your contribution is great. I think in your mention of how boundary setting exists in your household, you also highlight that there are cultural implications of personal boundary setting and I think this really speaks to first generation children and how it shapes the relationship between parent and child or parent and youth. And subsequently, that relationship also informs how we bond with other people outside of the family. And whether that is a negative or positive thing, it really would depend. But I really appreciate you bringing that up. That in itself is an entire podcast. I also wanted to speak to your reflection in hindsight when you were explaining how your ability to practice boundary setting with your parents has transferred to your friendships and that seeming to be unhealthy. Um, I'm not 100% sure about what all that entails. So I don't mean to give you like advice or an opinion on that in particular, because I'm not a hundred percent sure of your situation, but I do want to generalize what you said to everyone who's listening. I want to normalize vulnerability as something that is to be earned and not freely given. I actually think it's more realistic and normal and healthy when people have boundaries with people, but are vulnerable with just a few. I just wanted to offer that because I feel like vulnerability is becoming a trend or misused. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. Thank you, Yetunde. And next we have Delasia, who is living in Brooklyn by way of San Diego. And she wrote, the most difficult thing for me is I found myself losing a lot of people in my life the more boundaries I set. I haven't spoken to my brother for almost a year now because he's not able to respect the boundaries I set with him. I'm at a point in my life to where if it doesn't bring me happiness or peace, it can be dismissed or loved at a distance. I feel like we're so accustomed to dealing with a lot of disrespect disguised as other things, which led me to say things like, oh, well, that's just how this person is. Like, no, I don't like the way you speak to me. I don't like how you expect for me to treat you better than you treat me. I don't like being treated as an option or if I'm replaceable. And that goes for intimate relationships, friendships, family relationships, and jobs too. So Delacia and I actually just had dinner about two days ago and while I wish that we were able to record that beautiful conversation, I'm really grateful that you, I was just grateful to see that you submitted your response. 
because I think it's super important to acknowledge this part of boundary setting and to name that initially the aftermath of boundary setting can be shocking. It can be complicated and it can feel isolating, especially once you see just how many people may not be able to reciprocate the kind of friendship that you were giving. And while this may not be everyone's case, there is still a psychological impact that social media has on this reality as well, being that we literally live in a time where we can quantify our connections by way of social media friend lists. And for some people who may have 100 or 500, 5,000 people that they have some sort of connection with, to go from that and in real life to see that you have two really good, solid friends, it's it can be alarming and it can make it seem as though there's something wrong or something off when that's not the case. Even if we're cognizant and aware of how social media does not accurately represent true friendships, it's still something that we see every day and still something that has an impact on us. I also wanted to speak to losses because even though in the moment we may feel like we have lost people and we should honor and grieve that realization. Over time, we'll be able to see that those losses are actually gains because in losing people that were not best for our lives, our livelihood, and our hearts, our spirits, we gain room and create room for better people to enter, for better energy. We create room for us to self-navigate and to grow. And still tied to losing people, Sometimes when there may be a bit of resentment because after setting boundaries, you, again, may be really shocked at the people who cannot respect them. Again, give grace because people can be good people, but just not good for you. So that initial void that you feel can be filled with something more conducive to your well-being. Thank you so much for opting to share that because I think that's a reality of boundary setting that we just have to acknowledge. And lastly, I do create room for anyone to ask a question. And Yetunde actually asked a really good one. Um, the question is, do you think too many boundaries put into place can be a negative thing? And this is more so in regards to parents and children. So this is not going to be as direct of an answer as I would normally like to give, but that's okay. And I would say that it really does depend, assuming that everything else is healthy, everything is fine, this is a relationship you want to grow and cater to. If the boundaries in place pretty much rob you of having any sort of relationship, then there needs to be a closer look into what exactly is the problem. Um, if there are a lot of boundaries that are in place that actually better the relationship, then that isn't a problem. So the issue isn't really about numbers. It's about what the boundaries are doing to the relationship. If you 
want to join the next podcast, make sure that you go to introduce.com backslash podcast. If you have a topic that you would like to introduce, please do suggest that you can email podcast at introduce.com. Something that I'd really like to do with Introduce is foster and support introspective work with questions for you to ponder and explore. One, how does this person or thing make me feel? Two, have I communicated how I need to be treated and respected? Was it honored or disregarded? Three, am I setting boundaries to preserve my being? or to make a point and hurt another person? Four, do I need to end all contact with this person? Or do I need to limit the frequency of interactions and or place limits on the type of access this person has to me? And lastly, what am I afraid of losing by setting boundaries? And is what I'm afraid of losing currently adding joy or chaos to my life. Stay connected. Join me on future podcasts and spread the word. For information on how to add your thoughts or questions for the next podcast, visit introduce.com backslash podcast. Again, thank you for listening and thank you for being here.